So it got me thinking, how can we apply this to the new hybrid situation? How can we apply this kind of methodology or technique mm. to incentivizing, encouraging people to get back to the office? Mm. We know that remote working has been hugely um, well-received, let's say. Mm -hmm. It's such a strong package, isn't it? So we, we do know that one thing that's missing from working from home from remote work is the relational side of being in a team, being in a business. So that's why it's absolutely great to try and get people back into the office. How can we use these defining moments? What could a defining moment look like in a hybrid situation back mm -hmm. in the office? Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, James. Fantastic to have you here. I have followed your stuff online for a while now, um, and you run a company called Playfully. Yes. And some of the things that you've been posting out, I think, really resonated with me, where you're talking about uh, the workplace, um, workplace experience. That's something that, you know, I write about in, in my company. Yeah. <clears throat> and you talked about this concept of defining moments. So that's where I wanted to start today. Tell me, Lovely. I guess, what a moment is yeah. and why they're important. Okay, great question to start with. So defining moments come from a fantastic book that I can really recommend called The Power of Moments. Mm -hmm. I've got a copy here. There we go. Nice sound effects for your listeners there. The Power of Moments is written by Chip and Dan Heath. I'm assuming they're brothers, otherwise they've just <laughs> coincidentally got the same son. I'm pretty sure that they're brothers. Now, a defining moment is a short experience or event that is both memorable and meaningful. In essence, they are moments that matter, moments that you can look back on in your life that really stand out to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you think about your life generally, you have a lot of defining moments without even having to do anything. They're kind of predefined. I'm thinking about key birthdays. I'm thinking about marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about deaths in the family. I'm thinking about promotions. These are all defining moments that somehow are, are precious and memorable to you. The great thing is that we can actually create and engineer our own defining moments. And these are moments that are going to be elevating the everyday. It's something special, right? So if you think about possibilities in your, your week, your month, your year, whether it's personal or in, in the office to do with work, you can actually create these defining moments, okay? And there's four ways that we can create these defining moments. The first one is through elevation. So you elevate an everyday activity. You add some novelty. You add some surprise. The second way you'd create a defining moment is through insight. That would be a personal reflection or a realization. It could be, wow, I really love what I'm doing, um, let's say, as a hobby. And I really want to do something like that at work. A bit like I had with my improvisations theatre. Mm -hmm. Another way is through connection. This is a, a shared social experience of people together, okay? And that creates this kind of defining moment for you. So the fourth one is pride. And this is kind of like a personal achievement. It could be a team achievement as well. Yeah. It could be completing the marathon for the first time, or it could be completing a project as a team. So they're the four ways that you can actually create defining moments. And I've got a great case study, a great reference about elevation. 
Mm. In LA, there is a hotel called the Magic Castle Hotel. Okay. Off the face of it, this looks like a pretty average standard hotel. It's a converted two-story residential complex, converted to a hotel. The interiors and the decor look pretty standard, quite basic. And the pool they have is on the small side. They have worked out that not all the details need to be perfect because this is one of the top-rated hotels in the area. Mm. And the reason why, firstly, is great service. Secondly, is they have created something. They've created a defining moment for people. And it's called the Popsicle Hotline. Now picture this, James. You're on holiday there. You're staying at the Magic Castle Hotel. You're in the pool. It's rather on the small side. You're feeling hot and sweaty. You look across to the other side of the pool and you notice a vintage red telephone. Seems a bit strange, right? Your curiosity leads you to go over and you pick up the phone and somebody answers. Hello, Popsicle Hotline. Within a couple of minutes... You are being brought a popsicle, a nice pop, a nice pop, whatever you want to call it. Not only do they just bring it to you, they bring it to you on a silver tray. The person's wearing white gloves and they offer you this popsicle for free. Now, in terms of your, your stay at this place, that is very much a great example mm. of, a, of a defining moment. Because it's surprising. It's surprising. <laughs> it's novel. And one good thing to mention is that there's been research done on this, on defining moments, experiences, events. And people tend to remember two things. The first thing they remember is the peak moment, which is the best moment or the worst moment, Mm. and also the end moment, the close of something. So whether you're thinking in terms of a meeting, a party, an event, you can start creating and designing your event or experience knowing this in mind Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's 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 fascinating (laughs) i think some of these um ideas and concepts around um around moments um and i would definitely read the book to bring this into the context of the workplace and you know we I feel especially this is such a timely moment, right? Because yeah. of what's been happening for the uh, the last three years. Uh, we've now getting into this period where, you know, we're not just working remotely. People are back in the office yeah. as well. We've got this hybrid experience. I'm sure in the work you're doing, you're finding actually that's that's um, putting pressure on teams and it's, a, it's hard for them to connect and be creative and productive. Mm. A lot of uh, people who run workplaces who are responsible for them are struggling with these thoughts, trying maybe to get people back yes. to the office or whatever. What can they take away from this? Yeah. Like it's not just about beanbags, free breakfasts and, and ping pong tables, is it? Correct. It's like, what can they, what, how yeah. should they be thinking about yeah. this? So it got me thinking, how can we apply this to the new hybrid situation? How can we apply this kind of methodology or technique mm. to incentivizing, encouraging people to get back to the office. Mm. We know that remote working has been hugely um, well-received, let's say. Mm. It's such a strong package, isn't it? So we, we do know that one thing that's missing from working from home from remote work is the relational side of being in a team, being in a business. So that's why it's absolutely great to try and get people back into the office. 
How can we use these defining moments? What could a defining moment look like in a hybrid situation back mm-hmm. in the office? What you need to do is think of what are the key moments, the key transitions in a working day? What would they look like? Maybe when you arrive to the office, lunch is a key potential, right? Fika break, mm. leaving the office. And I also said out jokingly when you go to the toilet. Okay, these are all kind of little moments where you could potentially elevate. So I don't know if you've seen the guy, Troy Hawk. Is the greeter. He's the greeter. Yes. He's from the greeter's guild. Amazing, yeah. And this is what I was thinking. You could do something like that. People arrive to the office Wouldn't it be wonderful if you had someone welcoming you there? James, welcome back to the office. You look great. Loving your newly sun-kissed tan. The shoes are looking great. You're paying people compliments. You're making people feel really good about being back in the office. You're basically saying, I see you. You're back. You're a human. You're here. Welcome. That was one example. Mm, Sure. In your own way. Maybe it's something as simple as playing a certain music piece of music it could be i don't know somebody doing just something different rather than the normal right right exactly i mean maybe the start or the close of a meeting like you said playing some music asking people to do something different yes yeah so also if you think in a meeting context meetings are pretty standardized maybe maybe there's a way that you start your meeting with your team your your weekly or monthly meeting that actually has some value and meaning to you Mm. How would you finish a meeting? Would you use a ritual? How would you say goodbye to people at the end of the day? I was, I've seen a concept where there's a company and they have a wall. You can call it a wall of appreciation or gratitude. And during the day, you'd simply write a little note, write a little sticky note, put it on this wall. And before you leave the office, you just go to the wall, have a little read. You know, It's going to fill you with good vibes. You're going to get a lot of love from that mm. what, a, what a nice way to finish your working day yeah absolutely I mean you know, we write a lot about technology and its application in in, uh, in 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 buildings and workplaces and I suppose there is a lot of focus on that on that but I don't think the two are mutually exclusive I suppose some people think well actually you know kind of this this stuff talking about moments talking about um, you know these kind of more softer subjects right but but you can use technology to create them can't you i mean even like some workplace experience apps they have you know you can share content on there maybe it's even a surprising moment is sharing some interesting content that's different and surprising and you know maybe even like a voucher or something one free pass to uh to get to get something when you come in the office something like that Sure, I think mix it up. Use the technology you've got. Use the basics as well. Both work mm. equally good, yeah, I would exactly, say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think the reason why I'm thinking we do this is because we clearly know we're missing the human side, the relational side, working from home. We can incentivize people into the office. What are the benefits? Well, people are going to feel good. People are going to feel more connected with each other. Well-being of people is going to be improved. Mm people's feeling of belonging i think that's very important in a workplace having this feeling of i belong here i want to come here i feel part of this company i feel part of this mission i understand the core values and i think all of these defining moments help to achieve that they help people feel better feel more grounded more connected and these kind of benefits are only going to be beneficial for the way people work together 
and therefore your productivity and your efficiency. I absolutely agree. Very good point. I was thinking also about flipping this a little bit. Okay. Right? So we've talked about sort of the the um, experience of, you know, in, in work being in person. Um, but also, you know, we've spent a lot of time virtually, right? Uh, being in virtual meetings, being mm. remote. What is it we can take from those experiences right those uh, those moments and bring into the the office as well yeah that's a great question it's something i've been thinking about actually because we've had this amazing experience now and i think there's still a feeling that virtual meetings people feel about oh not another virtual meeting kind of thing but it's actually been educational for us and we've we've learned a lot through this i would say the first thing to think about is it kind of questions what's the format of a meeting now What would the format of a meeting look like being in an office? Maybe you don't need a typical meeting room with table and chairs. What about if we took that table away? What about if we took the chairs away? What about if we talked about more of a campfire setup where people were sitting around in a circle together? I think this is the bigger question, actually. Why do we we have meetings? How are they going to look together Mm. in person? Mm. But if I think of the technicalities of virtual meetings... I've found that virtual meetings have been very good in terms of being more inclusive, right? And what I mean by that is I find it's easier to get participation from the whole group if I'm doing something online because we've got other ways and means of collecting information, of collecting feedback, of collecting perspectives and ideas you know, we're talking polls, we're talking chat, mm. we're talking getting into breakout rooms. So in a way, I feel the virtual meeting has been a, has leveled the playing field. Mm. You know, all of a sudden, everyone is just the same size square on the screen. Yeah. Is it, do you think it's less intimidating then in, in that? Like, because if people are face to face in person, they might be... Uh don't feel like they can ask a specific question in that, yeah. in that moment. They, they're, they're nervous about doing yeah. it. I, I'd say my view is generally that's the case, that online meetings maybe feel less intimidating. But I think each format has its own challenges and struggles. You know, some people have also said to me, do you know what, I find it really difficult speaking out on, on a Zoom call, for example, because it's the queue isn't there for you to come in you kind of have to take a bit more space unless someone says James let's hear your perspective to kind of just initiate and be proactive it's almost like you're kind of breaking through everyone so you know it is one of the challenges online is obviously with the you know the non-verbal communication the body language Mm -hmm. I mean I think we've all been in that position where we've been holding a meeting a workshop whatever and you feel you're not seeing anyone's response okay you know, it could just be a wall of silence. It could be crickets. And I've noticed that actually to give non-verbal cues is so important, whether that's shaking your head, you know, whether that's kind of giving some kind of gestures on screen to say, I'm listening, I'm following you, I'm with you. Mm. So that's also something I think we can take into in person is to be more being more present and not just focusing on the verbal side of things, mm. the body language, the non-verbal side of things and showing appreciation or understanding of someone yeah, absolutely yeah yes they do talk about that being a massive part of communication isn't it body language like 70 percent more of 
of uh, actually how we communicate in person. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think the statistics show it's a very this very high percentage, and it, it it's so true. We're there's so many other clues and cues that we can use in our in our in our body, and yeah, one thing that I've got into a lot recently is how to be a great presenter, how to deliver a great pitch, a great speech. And so much of it is focused on body language, on functional gesturing. And these are all things that we can apply both to online and being back mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. But I can also say that one thing that I've been reflecting on as well, something we've probably missed actually during this period of working from home is the commute. Mm. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah. The commute is something that, when you think about it, a little, a lot of people will probably say, oh, I'm so glad I'm not doing my commute anymore. And it's all relative, right? If you're commuting in an hour a day, an hour back, it can be quite stressful. And you can think, thank goodness I can work from home and I can skip that period of time and it's more time with loved ones and more time potentially working or whatever or, or doing something good for yourself, whatever. But the commute is really useful in that it's a transitionary period between home and work and work and home. And I've found that, I've been speaking to some people about this, that that period of time has been really useful to kind of set expectations, to plan, Mm -hmm. to reflect. Mm -hmm. And we're not getting that when we're working from home. So my recommendation has been create your own kind of remote commute or even create a virtual commute. And this is something I do in my my workshops and sessions that people who are joining, I might give them two to three minutes to have their their virtual commute. Just this period of landing and tuning in and uh, establishing, okay, where are we now? Mm. What's the next meeting? Mm. And also kind of from practically when you're working from home, give yourself your own commute, whether that's taking a walk each morning, getting yourself to the gym. It could also be just having some time to read or reflect. It could be to write a poem. Create your own little daily practice Mm -hmm. that gives you that space and time before you get into your work. I mean, these these physical cues are are really powerful, aren't they? I mean, we are creatures of habit, right? We, 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 even though we perhaps we don't think it, like we we have these very specific um, actions which create like a feeling in us um, perhaps, um, you know, chemically even, you know, that change the way that we feel, like even the way that we hold ourselves or, um, you know, different poses we have, right? Oh, yes. All, like, have a, actually have more of an impact than we think. So absolutely, creating those and before, let's say, before a meeting or before you start work, having these kind of rituals, it's quite powerful, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking now in terms of kind of public speaking and presenting, one of the little tips and tricks you can learn before you go on stage is to power pose. So you're standing with your arms outstretched Mm. as far as you can in this kind of power pose position. Mm. Do it for a minute or two. And it really creates that effect. It actually helps to build the testosterone in your body and you're going to feel more energised going onto stage. Mm. But it's absolutely, we can think of how we can do this Mm. throughout our days Mm. to put ourselves in a better position and improve our well-being. One thing I wanted to ask as well, I mean, and this is really directly um, related to your business, right? Playfully, yeah. um, play, like it, it is something that is, um, you know, quite, is an like interesting subject. And, and I mentioned before, I think that it's uh, something which uh, 
isn't associated with work, right? We mm. try and tend to think um, as a society, you know, work is like being professional, mm. right? And we don't associate play with being professional, but you have a completely different take on it. Like, I mean, what's your, what do you, what do you say? I do. And this is something I've completely experienced. I mean, play as a definition is doing something which doesn't necessarily have an end objective or goal. You're kind of doing it for the fun of it, mm. you could say. I think that is, that's true, but I don't see play and work being opposites. They're not mutually exclusive. I think when we talk about play in the workplace, I tend to use other words. I might use creativity mm. or imagination or discovery. And all of these elements are absolutely needed in our workplace, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, creativity. Most people need to be creative. A lot of people think, oh, I can't be creative. But it, everything is relative, right? Of course. Yeah. So what I tend to do is I try to, when I'm speaking to, to companies, look at, your, look at your day. Where could you potentially put in some some moments for play where 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 does that make sense okay you can develop your own playful practice at work there could be some key times after lunch fika break or whatever but there are some opportunities and you're just carving out a little bit of time mm. and you'll see the benefits yeah it's such an interesting job but Look, Adam, it's been awesome having you come and talk to us and uh, it's such a fascinating subject. So, I mean, if they want to find out more about uh, yourself or Playfully, where, where can they do that? You can find me on LinkedIn. My name's Adam Sismi. You can look on my website, uh, playfully.se. They're the two main channels that I'm operating on right now. Good stuff. Look, thanks again. Really appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much, James. Take care. Bye for now.